Believe in yourself, cause it starts with you, and then everyone else will believe you too. And if it looks like you're the only believer around, just keep on believing, don't put yourself down, just believe. Our guest this week grew up in Lathrop Village, Michigan, and earned a Bachelor of Fine Arts degree in Communications Design from Rochester Institute of Technology. From 1973 to 1995, she had a very successful advertising, art, and film production career. She's an avid pilot, equestrian, car enthusiast, photographer, a lover of nature and animals, philanthropist, humanitarian, and author. And her latest book is entitled Thumbs. Her name, Denise Lutz. And I'm Jack Rasula, and this is Anything is Possible on 760 WJR. I'm Jack Rasula. This is Anything is Possible. And we're talking to Denise Lutz, the epitome of classiness. Denise, welcome and honored to have you. Thank you. Thank you, Jack. I'd like to return that favor, however. (laughs) Can we start by talking about your childhood and your mom and your dad? Sure. I I grew up in Lathrop Village, and I had a wonderful mother and father. My mother baked cookies. Uh, She made pot roast. She made uh, bread, homemade bread. My father had his own business, and he would come home every um, every evening, and we would have dinner together, and we would sit together and speak of the happenings of the day, my father's business, and and so forth. Um, my sister was older, and so there were the three of us, and um, so I um, always felt that I was quite loved at home, and. Um, I have to say, I had a great, I had a great childhood. What's the biggest thing you learned from mom, Denise, and what's the biggest thing you learned from dad? Oh, very interesting. My mother taught me that I shouldn't be a sheep; I should be a leader. My mother told me that I should um, set the standard instead of following the standard, and that I could do it. And frankly, she made me feel kind of special because she was special. And dad. My dad, um, oh my gosh, my dad, a wonderful man, and a great sense of humor. He could make me laugh until milk came out out of my nose. And just a wonderful, fun, great man. And um, I wasn't afraid to laugh. And I think he taught me, uh, he taught me that you can laugh at yourself as well. And that's a good lesson to learn. You got a Bachelor of Fine Arts degree in Communication Design from Rochester Institute of Technology, and then you embarked on a 23-year glorious career in the advertising, art, and film production industry. Talk about that chapter in your life. Oh, that's a long one. I uh, My first job was working in the mat room at WB Donor and Company. <laughs> <laughs> and I would, um, I would work with the magic markers, and all the famous art directors and creative people would be um, be coming in and giving me their ideas and asking me for layouts. And um, uh, those were wild, those were wild times. And uh, with uh, Marcy Brogan was there mm. in those days. Uh, uh, great, great, great people. 
And uh, I launched from there to J. Walter Thompson, where I was an art director, and I worked on champion spark plugs and and, uh, WXYZ TV and um, Vic Tanny. That was what I did initially. And then it was during the time, I think, of affirmative action, early affirmative action. They must have been looking for somebody they saw a little promise in because uh, I all of a sudden was um, trained in public speaking at Communispond and asked to um, to go into account work. And they, they gave me a little more money, and I, and I thought, okay, this, this sounds like something good. I, I'll try this for a while. I had success at that. Uh, in the meantime, um, I, I was married, and, uh, and the babies came along. And I had to leave J. Walter Thompson and invent my, reinvent myself as a creative person while raising a family. I tried to put what I had learned in my career so far and in my time at Rochester Institute of Technology, where we did short subject films and uh, commercials that were medium of medium price. We couldn't compete with the with the big agencies, with the big production companies, um, and we didn't want to do the small things either. So, but we were good middle range. And, um, and I enjoyed that very much, and I was able to do that part-time while I raised the children. I started a small company called Campbell & Company, and I made leaf tarps. I found a place in, in, in Brooklyn, New York, to make something that I thought would be useful for other people as well. Then I taught myself how to how to sell, and I and I went to um, went to the various hardware stores and 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 so forth around, and and so I hustled. Um, I, I I hustled that while I was doing um, um, art and design work at home as well. We're talking to Denise Lutz, and I'm Jack Rasula, and this is Anything Is Possible on 760 WJR. This is Anything is Possible. I'm your host, Jack Krasula. We're with Denise Lutz, who has a lot of loves, a lot of passions. One of them are horses. I do, Jack. I, I do. I have um, some beautiful, beautiful um, Belgian warmbloods that I have raised with my daughter and trained. And um, they are now competing in... Um, some show jumping competitions that are making me proud. Dressage. <laughs> what is it? Uh, dressage is a uh, is the ultimate discipline, and um, it takes a very very good rider to be a good dressage um, uh, comp- competitor. You live. In Versailles, Kentucky, and you have a horse farm, and next door, the neighbors are Windstar Farms, iconic for thoroughbreds. Talk about 
Windstar Farms, if you would? Uh, Windstar is one of the most successful breeding operations. It was founded by Kenny Trout from XL Communications. Um, he, when AT&T split up, um, he and his partner uh, bought up all the time, and they sold it off, and they made a fortune, and then they put that money into Windstar Farm, and um, which has grown over the last 15 years or so, 20 years, and is now um, encompassing 27, about 2,700 acres. And at any given time, they have hundreds of horses there. Breeding season is um, it's a very busy time of year there where the lights are on in the barns. When you see All these night. young thoroughbreds racing through the fields, what do you see? I see free spirit. And I also see that there's always one that's out in the lead. Always one. When people think of Kentucky, the first two things they think of are horses and bourbon. So let's start with horses. Why, why is Kentucky synonymous with horses? Well, first of all, the soil is very uh, compatible uh, to horses. It is um, lime-rich, which makes the grass grow, and um, horses seem to do well. And bourbon is the second. It must be the water. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Down the street from your place is Calumet Farms, home of the most famous thoroughbred maybe in the history of the world, Secretariat. Won the Triple Crown in 73. I think he still holds the record for all three Kentucky Derby, Belmont, and the Preakness, still to this day. Do you know that Secretariat had the largest heart yes. of any horse When he died, ever? right? When he died. Well, when they... he died, the vet didn't know. I mean, no one knew what his secret was until after he died, and the vet um, uh, did the autopsy on him. And it was at least 33% greater hmm. in size than the average horse's. All right. Another love, another passion that you have is a love for nature. Very much. Um, I find peace in the outdoors. Having grown up in Michigan from a very early age um, and have enjoyed um, the lakes and the trees here and the open fields that we have um, in the state, I love the water. I love the light. I love the smells. If we take the time to go outside, we see some amazing gifts that we have. It's a beautiful world that we live in. You've really gotten into photography, and you become world-class at it. Oh, thank you. Let's talk about photography. Okay. Well, I went to Rochester Institute of Technology, and so I was exposed at, uh, I guess, an early age uh, to find composition and, um, and to the best. And then having been an art director and in a position to hire photographers and being very particular about my, uh, my end product, being on the other side of the camera and taking the pictures myself, 
um, has gives me great joy. I carry my cell phone with me everywhere I go. I think we all do that now. And when I see it, I take a picture of it, and I like to share. Just recently, I had an exhibition at the Robert Kidd Gallery in Birmingham, and um, I had some of my favorite landscape photographs and animals that were framed and uh, matted and framed and signed and sold for charity. The um, proceeds going to Linda Solomon's Pictures of Hope. Your eyes see things that most of our eyes don't see. <laughs> we're oblivious to this beauty. How can we learn to be observant and see things that you see? I think we have to look, you know. We have to open our eyes to, um, to the beauty that is around us. We have to take the time to consider it a priority because life is, life is short. We're talking to Denise Slutz, who's also an author. She's just completed her second and third book, but when we come back, we're going to talk to her about her first book, recently published, entitled Thumbs. And I'm Jack Rasula, and this is Anything is Possible on 760 WJR. Welcome back to Anything's Possible. I'm Jack Rasulo. We're with Denise Lutz, an avid pilot, equestrian, car enthusiast, photographer, a lover of nature animals, philanthropist, humanitarian, and author. <laughs> so let's go with the last, an author. You've just published a novel entitled Thumbs. We've just, um, yes, we've just launched the book published by Rabbit House Press. It's called Thumbs. It is available on Amazon, also barnesandnoble.com. And if you call your local Barnes & Noble store, you can order it um, from them. And, um, and I hope you do, because it's a, fun, it's a fun story. It's about modest Catherine, 45. She wants to make things work again in bed with her recently retired husband, Jack. In her ticking clock fear of mortality, that's hers and his, she also hopes to get the stingy chemical company magnate, the father of Agent Brown, to beef up her paltry widow's pension. It's 2011, and narcissist Jack thinks he has invented Sextig, <laughs> a promising tool, and Otis the Basset Hound is making discoveries of his own, namely the 80-year-old's erotic gadgets. Everybody seems to want something from Jack. After Catherine nabs Jack in the hot tub with his personal assistant, the ever-innocent but suspicious wife, counts on him to go straight. After all, they are St. Louis's golden couple with a reputation to uphold. But Jack's borrowed phone reels her into an eye-popping world with a dead teenage girl and other women, and she doubts that Jack can save himself. 
Meanwhile, the German housekeeper's gaslighting escalates Catherine's fear of insanity until the assistant's husband, a sadistic hitman for the mob, shows her who is really crazy. And her smitten but timid attorney hopes to thwart the blackmailer's plot to kill her. But two devil-fearing dumpster divers have a different plan. So, why the name the story thumbs? Well, uh, the thumbs have to do with um, how um, how Jack's thumbs would fly like little gnat wings on his iPhone. If you want to buy it, rabbithousepress.com. Rabbithousepress.com, or you can buy it through Amazon or at bookstores. That's right. So that one's published. Can you give us a little preview? You've got two more in the works. Um, yeah. Um, the next book is Lipschitz House. <laughs> <laughs> My characters all are very, they're all very quirky. It's, this, is, um, this is the comic or humorous thriller genre. And um, Lenore Lipschitz is, uh, has a, her problem is she has a blurting disorder and she has no filter and she can't um, keep a job because she always gets herself in trouble with what she says. So she, the, the, the book opens where she's in tenement housing and she's getting thrown out. But she witnesses what she thinks is a murder, but she's not really sure because she hasn't taken her pills because there's no water in the <laughs> in the building. But um, she thinks she has uh, witnessed a murder. And to coincide with that, she finds that she's the recipient of an old house in Lexington, Kentucky. After all the bills are paid, from her great-great-aunt Esther. She um, may have enough money to um, have a bed and breakfast of her own and therefore be able to have her own business because she can never keep a job. So um, she goes to Lexington, Kentucky. She finds more than she bargained for in this old house. Um, and uh, I'll just say that. And the fun. third book? Um, the third book um, has to do with a man named Michael Nicholson. And Michael Nicholson is a um, kind of down on his luck, cowboy, jack of all trades kind of oil man, rancher guy. He has a broken heart. And he runs into an associate who convinces him to come to the hills of Kentucky to run his oil operation. But the oil operation, when he, when he gets there, he finds is a front for the world's largest meth lab under production <laughs> in the hills. So that's that, that's that story. We're talking to Denise Lutz, and everyone who ever meets her walks away saying, that is one phenomenally classy lady. Oh, thank you. When we come back, we're going to ask her, how did she get that way? And I'm Jack Rasool, and this is Anything is Possible on 760 WJR.
Jack Krizula, host of WJR's Anything is Possible, the weekly radio visit, brings his 15 years of inspirational storytelling to hardcover. With God, anything is possible. Anything is possible. 15 of Jack's more than 750 tales of defeating odds and achieving the extraordinary. Like Bob Woodruff, whose job covering the war in Iraq nearly cost him his life. And Nick Vujicic, the limbless evangelist who has stunned millions with his message of acceptance and grace. With God, anything is possible. Order now while signed copies are still available at trustinusllc.square.site. That's trustinusllc.square.site. And as Jack says, Make it a great week because with God, anything is possible. Spohol. I'm Jack Rasula. This is Anything is Possible. We're talking to Denise Lutz, and her newest book is entitled Thumbs. All right. Classiness. You have it on a scale of 10. You've got an 11. Everybody that's ever been around you, Denise, says, phenomenally classy lady. How did that come to be? Oh, Jack, I think my mother was uh, so classy. She set the standard high for me. (laughs) Always thinking of other people, um, putting yourself in other people's shoes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I quote you now. You were once asked, who were you most impressed with in life? And you said, beyond the president's Mother Teresa, and those who have made it to the top of the fields, I would have to say the people who have little material wealth to share, but are generous to others with less and will stop their day to help a stranger. I see it in the country. I see it in the people of Kentucky every day. I have met all kinds of people. I've met presidents. I've met uh, ambassadors. I've met company presidents uh, and famous race car drivers. And uh, throughout my career and my life, I've met people from all walks of life. And some of the most important people in my life are the ones who are not necessarily special and, and that people would say were, were uh, successful, but that they, they do things for other people. They ring, I ring the bell at Salvation Army every year in my red jacket and uh, you know, things like that. I try to give back to uh, the community. I try to help animals uh, and, and people and, um, and join organizations that, that help other people, like uh, the Kentucky Colonels and um, the 99s and the Whirly Girls and uh, that help people with scholarships. And very early when I was in the... I work for Screen Vision Cinema Network. I was the regional manager of uh, Screen Vision Cinema Network, and we were the largest cinema advertising company in in the world. And uh, we would throw very, very big parties for scholarships, for advertising scholarships. And I've worked with uh, various charities um, and trying to combine, using my creative thinking skills to combine interests and charities 
uh, to make them larger. God has really, he's been very good to me. He's kept his eye on me because, uh, for instance, combining two two entities, um, the DS, we had the DSO, we had the uh, Michigan Opera Theater, and we had a tango party out at the farm in Ann Arbor with 500 people. With um, and we had benefactors were all given tango lessons for the tango contest, and the ambassador to Argentina was there, and the American ambassador to Argentina, and we had Argentine wine, and we had a tango troupe from Argentina come up with crystal chandeliers and a grand piano on the stage and lights and singers from the Michigan Opera Theater. And you know something? It had rained every day for about a week before the party. The sun came out, and it was the most beautiful evening ever. And about 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, the wind came up, and the tent collapsed. Everything came crashing down. The crystal chandelier, the grand piano, the scaffolding, the French doors, and when I walked out in the morning and I saw that I had a level field, this was at the farm, that was connected, this big, big tent connected to the barn, I thought, oh my God, aren't we lucky? And my life has been like that, um, and I've had a very interesting life with many wonderful people, but, um, but I've found since living in Kentucky with a very very common people um, who have very, very little and they live hand to mouth. They are sometimes the most, they are the most generous people. We're talking to Denise Lutz, who has so many passions and so many loves. Another one, Denise, is a love of flying and especially helicopters. My father was a, a private pilot, and um, when I was growing up, he showed me um, he showed me the world of aviation, and what little girl doesn't want to fly with her dad? I have always had a passion for for planes and uh, and airports and and the smell of jet fuel for some reason. <laughs> I don't know, it's kind of silly, but um, I find when I'm, when I'm in the air, I find that same uh, sense of solitude and, and freedom, and I see how beautiful this earth mm -hmm. is. Oh my gosh. Um, if I'm in Michigan, all of the lakes and the, the rivers and the fields and the color, especially this time of year, or in Kentucky, the, the hills and the horse farms um, and um, the beautiful farms. And from a helicopter, you can also see what people have in their yards. <laughs> Just some interesting cars, uh, cars and trucks. And Speaking of cars, cars, a great and car trucks. enthusiast, talk about your love for cars. Um, well, I've, I, my my first car was a um, 
a Chevy 2 Nova station wagon, which I shared uh, with a friend. Uh, we each put $200 into it and spent the summer bondoing it and, um, and sanding it. And, and then we finally took it to Earl Scheib and painted it Robin's Nest Blue. And, and uh, that was just the cat's meow. Um, but since then, of course, throughout the years, being an executive spouse for both Chrysler and NGM, uh, I was exposed to some really beautiful, beautiful cars, uh, not just the ones that the car companies made, but the classic, the beautiful classic cars at the Concours d'Elegance and from year to year, Meadowbrook, beautiful, uh, beautiful setting, which is now at the DIA uh, mm -hmm. this last year, which I had a car, the Cunningham, uh, which is mine. I'm very proud of it. And it's a working car. I, uh, it's drivable and it's a lot of fun to drive. It was one of uh, 27 made by Briggs, Briggs Cunningham. In 1953, it was uh, Vignali bodied. It's a Cunningham C3 coupe, um, and um, the designer in Italy was Giovanni Michelotti. Um, it has a uh, Chrysler Hemi engine. It's a 331 firepower. They called it. And you won an award for that. I did. I won best competition and sports car. In, um, in the recent Concours. And then some of the most beautiful cars are, I think, the newer Lotuses and Bugattis. But from the past, those designed by Fagoni and Falchi, the uh, Talbo Lago and the uh, Delay, like the 1937, beautiful, uh, beautiful designs. Um, the Ferrari 250 GTO, beautiful. And as Enzo Ferrari said, he thought the most beautiful car ever designed was the 1960s Jaguar E-Type. I like to go to car events at the, uh, the Miles, where uh, you drive your car and meet interesting people and see their cars and share that. Um, so that's one of the one of the beautiful aspects of, of, of that hobby. Denise Lutz, thanks for all you do. And please keep doing all your passions. Please join us next Saturday. Until then, I'm Jack Rasula. Thanks for listening and make it a great week because with God, anything is possible. Spall. Believe in yourself.